0: Getting you set for the big game in Las Vegas, here's Schlereth and Evans, presented by Smart Union Local Nine Sheet Metal Workers. right. good morning everybody, happy Tuesday. Welcome to it. Great 6am listeners, best of the bunch here on the fan, bar none. How you doing Mark Schlereth? I'm good, how are you buddy? I'm good. As back to work last night, losing overtime, but uh, that's okay, yeah. You get that many days off. What was it, 10 days off? 10-day break? Yeah, you automatically get a few excuses if you get 10 days off. You're rusty. Right? You don't want to hear any excuses? You don't think it's an excuse for both teams? Yeah, did the Rangers get 10 days off? They, they, they had a lot of time off as well. Oh, yes. okay. all right. I was just wondering if maybe they were grinding through it or something. They are at home, though, a little extra juice. Yeah. All right. No excuses. No No excuses. Don't want to hear it? No, I don't want to hear hear that they. uh, Well, they got a point, right? Because it was an overtime loss. Right. OTL. OTL. So that's good. You don't want to hear that, you know, they just didn't quite have their legs. No. That's All a good hockey. Right. That's a hockey term. We didn't have our legs. Yeah, our well, we legs. Didn't get were... our, we, we, we had our legs for the first couple of periods, then we lost our legs in the third. Lost our legs. Or got off to a slow start. Didn't Did have legs. they our, console with Tulo? Like, they played tonight. Tulo console for them. <laughs> heavy legs. Yeah, heavy legs. So they the play tonight. They, play, they come back tonight, so maybe back-to-back back, they may not have their legs in the first period. But then they'll get their jump. They'll get their legs in the second period. Oh, Take it on. Jesus! <laughs> back-to-back nights. Hockey, huh? Wow. Jump right into it. Mm-hmm. Go across the uh, Lincoln Tunnel. Go from uh, New York Rangers to the New Jersey Devils. The Devils, huh? The devils. The Devils. Just another reason. Just what? You can't. Football. What we... I mean, it, that right there, that ends the discussion of what's just tougher to play, football or hockey. Why is that? Back-to-back games. You can go across the tunnel and play another game the next night. Yeah. That ends it done discussion over <laughs> just Glad uh, we had this just talk. not going to concede the fact that uh hockey players well my point has always been that hockey winning a Stanley Cup is more difficult than winning a Super Bowl because you have to play what four series to get to the point where you win a win a title mm. possible of, possibility of 28 games extra games Win a Super Bowl, you'll only get to win what? Three? Four games? Yeah. Every one of them, though, you don't get four tries at it. If you have a bad game plan one week, you don't You don't have that. It's over. It's over. It's history. No Sons. excuses. No explanations Do your job. Yeah. If that happens, then you're the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> <laughs> just, well, yes, you're, you're right. just the Bills. Ooh. Just the Bills. Right. Just the just Lions. Just the Lions. You know, just the sad sack factories of losers. Yeah, so, I mean, Speaking of which... Yeah. Did you watch any of Media Night last night? Oh, no. Media Night from the Super Bowl? Yeah. No. You're going to be out there. You're going out there on uh, yeah. Thursday. You'll be broadcasting. Yes. Yeah. Thursday and Friday from out in Vegas. Oh, well, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going out Wednesday. Uh, it turns out I'm going out tonight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good Hi. for you, but All right. Yeah. So well, well, well. fun. Yeah, well, wish I'm, I could be there. I wish you could too. I got I got a big king size bed. It's a California king, so we got more room. They <laughs> have a lot of room in there. <laughs> we can put a little pillow fort between us. <laughs> Those aren't pillows, right? We can put a little pillow fort between us to linger. <laughs> <laughs> so that's I mean I'm just I'm just saying I'm just saying. So all of Broncos Country is obviously rooting for the 49ers. But yet, you're picking the Chiefs. Why? What is keeping you from picking the 49ers? Because I know you want to. Not only because of the Chief thing, but because of the Shanahan thing. But what's keeping you from picking the 49ers? Well, I mean, did I officially take the Chiefs? Not officially. You're allowed to change your mind as the week goes along. But yesterday, you said... My gut says the Chiefs. Correct. Yeah. Why? Well, just the evidence on tape the last two weeks. The Chiefs have played their most complete games against two really tough opponents. One in Buffalo, the other in Baltimore. And arguably the the two hottest teams in football. With Buffalo winning a bunch down the stretch and... You know, the Ravens doing what they did on Christmas night to the San Francisco 49ers. And and I thought they were your two most complete games. And then on the flip side of that, I think San Francisco has played their two worst games that I have watched them collectively play. I thought they've embarrassed themselves defensively. That's a team that you could always count on that defensive line, getting pressure, the rotation of that defensive line, covering up some of the mistakes on the back end. And they have been manhandled up front. The running game, both inside and capturing the perimeter of the defense, um, both teams, both Green Bay and Detroit, we did that very efficiently. They never really got pressure on the quarterback at any point in time. Um, so what happened? Because this was, a, like you said, a dominant defense all year. Did they just get figured out, the proverbial blueprint, or are they just inexplicably just getting beat? Yeah, I don't know if they're beat down, I don't know if they're exhausted. I don't know. I don't know what the case is, Mike, but they have gotten I I, I think from a technical standpoint, like capturing the outside, anytime you anytime you pitch the ball to try to get to the outside, you're always kind of cracking the end, you know, you're 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 basically trying to seal the end off, whether it's a tight end in motion coming down, whatever it is. And like one of the things they always talk about in those situations is crack-replace. So as soon as you see that, if you're a DB, man, you got to come up and set a new edge. And whether it's a safety or whether it's a corner, those guys are not doing it. And so now I'm I'm fresh on the edge with about seven yards of real estate before anybody gets around me, and I'm not forced back into the teeth of the defense. And I, I thought they were inside guys. Now, Armstead was hurt. He was hurt the whole end of the season, comes back from that, I don't think he's played well. I don't think I don't think their inside rotation has played well at all. And is really the only guy. And then I just thought you know, they made a trade for for Chase Young and I think that guy's been MIA. Yeah. So um he's and he's I never really thought it on a couple of plays. I, I've never thought I never thought when he won the rookie of the year I didn't think he should deserve the rookie of the year. I thought Jeremy Chin out of Carolina should have got rookie of the year, but you know, six and a half sacks and we got all Twitter pated over it. Uh, this one's, uh, actually, I got to pass this along to Johnny Fever behind the glass. Us uh, okay. from, uh, Nate. Oh, he said, uh, look, guys, the world is run by 16-year-old girls. Please don't play Katy Perry, Wake Me Up in Vegas anymore. Been stuck in my head for 24 hours. God forbid we go a day without Taylor Swift talk, but now we get to listen to her nemesis. I looked it up. Really terrible music. Couldn't have gone with Elvis or something. I don't know, Fever, can we change that? Well, it's a promo. The it's, guy, the I guy know, won. It's, it's the promo, yeah. Waking but- up in Vegas. Okay.
1: There's nothing I, was, I could do about that. Yeah,
0: that's not Johnny's.
1: That's a. You have no juice? That's a Richie thing. Bring it up with Carney. Well,
0: oh, that, oh, that is a 47 minute conversation. <laughs> How much of it are you talking? <laughs> None. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say that out loud? Uh, Johnny, strike that from the records uh, for me. Make sure there's no evidence uh, of that being said on this program. My goodness. Coming up uh, next, if you want to respond to uh, Super Bowl stuff, uh, the Abs losing, playing again tonight, you can hit us up on the Ramoslaw.com text line, 303-713-1043. But up next, in the wake of uh, an article at denversports.com by uh, one of our guys, I think it illustrates why and what is the best reason for the Broncos to take a quarterback that's next the power's out at our house ah coffee table but since our family has storm ready wi-fi from xfinity we can stream or game in the dark as i try and fill around for a seat ah here we go
1: oh who moved the couch Get StormReady Wi-Fi only from Xfinity so you can stay connected for up to four hours, even when the power goes out. Restrictions apply. Limited to customers within a range of 4G, LTE, cellular signal. Speeds reduced to 30-slash-7 megabits per second. Actual speeds vary. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash StormReady.
0: Getting you set for the big game in Las Vegas. Here's Schlereth and Evans, presented by Smart Union Local 9-Sheet Metal Workers. set the time for this coming up at uh, 7 15 so one hour from now i like this music right it feels like uh like something that would be on the new like uh family vacation like chevy <laughs> chase you know holiday yeah. road <laughs> it does gotta have that kind of yeah. beat to it doesn't like, it hey let's go kids pile up in the station wagon don't ruin the siding let's go what, was that the family roadster yeah the family roadster 50 yards, Russ. 50 yards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, yeah. yes, coming up an hour from now, you want to make sure you're here because just like the reading of Twas the Night Before Christmas never oh, gets old, it's yeah. such a great tradition, mm-hmm. so too is Mark telling his Super Bowl week thermometer story. <sighs> Like it was yesterday. It, it is, is a classic. Like it was a classic. It is it's a, a tale as old as time. It's worth hearing again if you've yes. heard it before, and it's definitely worth hearing if you've never heard it before. Because it is uh, well, once you hear the story, you're like, oh yeah, that's Mark. Yeah, that is that is definitely Mark. Uh, well, uh, the morning brew coming up here in about 50 minutes. Here from uh, Jared Bednar and his reaction to uh, why and how the Avalanche lost, but definitely not bummed out. I I got the sense that he was pretty upbeat with the way that the team played be able to come away with a point first game back in in yeah. 10 days you never really know how your team's going to respond after being that long off i think he was yeah look sure okay Georgiev looks sharp. Well, he who was circles, standing on his head he circles, in the first period. Yeah, he circles those Ranger games because that's where he can came you, from. Can you circle every game? You you should circle every game, but <laughs> okay. you can't circle every well, game. Well, I would like him to circle every you game. Can't if can't you can't circle every game. Okay, I'm just saying, if he can impossible. play like that against it's the Rangers, impossible. how about you play impossible. like that against yeah, everybody else? Well, you don't – did you ever get a chance to play against Washington? Oh, yeah. Did you have a little extra juice? Uh, no, not really. No, I mean, it, you always have a little – before – not while you're playing. You're just trying to do your job. But, yeah, I had, I mean, I was always excited to, to you know, play the team that kicked me to the curb. So, yeah. I got to pass along this uh, article that our scrappy Will Peterson wrote at DenverSports.com. He says the Broncos would be crazy to not take a quarterback in round one. And basically, he subscribes to the pick one, anyone. They have to come away with one. In his words, even if Denver can't move up, they shouldn't leave Thursday night of the NFL draft without a QB. Whether that be J.J. McCarthy, Bo Nix, or Michael Penix, they have to take a signal caller. Oh, boy. And he backs it up by saying, can you imagine the lack of excitement at training camp if fans have to watch Jarrett Stidham and a German battle to be QB1? That would be a good way to ensure dozens and dozens of folks come sit on the hill to watch practice. Uh oh. so I, yeah. do you, can I I understand where he's coming from, and this is actually this is actually the best reason uh for the Broncos to take a quarterback. what why it makes the most sense? Not because you know you have to have one. Don't fall victim to that trap of, well, you know, seven of the eight quarterbacks in the divisional round were all picked in the first round. Yeah, but two of them played for teams that didn't draft them, so that kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah, one of them was on his fourth team, by the way. So, but I, I get the point, the idea that Broncos country, and, and let me throw this out there, in Broncos country, you can respond on the Ramoslaw.com text line, but I I just get the sense that one of the benefits of taking a quarterback is that it just lets everybody calm the heck down. Because the moment you draft a quarterback, you sign up for patience. You sign up for the long haul. Mm-hmm. You sign up for the big picture. And you sign up for the idea that whenever he does something good, you're like, yes, that's that's the potential, and that's, that's what could be. And if something goes wrong or doesn't play well, it's like, hey, Hey, he's a rookie. He's a rookie. Right. Learning. Yeah. It's part of the learning process. No need to freak out. And I just wonder if, if if Broncos country, after eight, nine years of just constant chaos and expectations, and this is the guy, this is the quarterback, this is the coach, I wonder if they just want the opportunity to just chill. You know what's what's crazy about that? Who who wrote that article, Will? Scrappy Will. Scrappy Will. What's crazy about that article? Is that what you're what you're saying? Uh, what you're saying is, and what you're a proponent of is any quarterback at twelve, anyone, even if he's legitimately a second round rated quarterback, take him. What's crazy to me is, let's say JJ McCarthy is, let's just say he was a second rounder, or let's say Bo Nix is really a second rounder. If you get him in the second rounder. In the second round. Like, let's say you trade down, you accumulate another pick, you get a second rounder early, you take Bo Nix. He becomes Drew Locke. You're not geeked up about him. Correct. But if you take him at 12, you think he's the second coming. Correct. Same guy. Same dude. And it just, it, it floors me that Will is a smart guy. It floors me that we lose all comprehension of common sense and understanding because we tag somebody with a one in front of their name. Kids got balls, man. It's, it is, it blows me away. It really, like it, the the lack of understanding and the lack of, of, I guess, just the lack of football acumen in that article is it blows me away, but it is the way people think. People think that people have been duped into believing that you can't win unless you got a one first round in front of your name. Yeah, but I almost wonder that that Broncos country is aware of all that. Is aware of all that. Is aware of the uh, the odds not being that great. But yet, there's just hey, did they just want a built-in excuse? Um, I just want an excuse. Oh, that's so, so I don't I, have to I, I be. Wasn't, I wasn't thinking of it that way, but it is it is part of the whole process of being able to chill a little bit. That there are a lot of excuses that can be made if you have to. Hopefully mm-hmm. you don't have to. Hopefully you're you hit you know the about twenty percent. Chance you have of, of hitting on one of these guys right. when you take them there, maybe maybe you're the lucky one. Maybe you hit on that that twenty percent, and if so, you're you're good. But if you're part of the eighty percent that that misses with these guys, yeah, then I guess you do have some built in excuses because what ends up happening. See, the other thing about drafting a quarterback, and I can see why it would appeal to some, is that you you immediately build in a a three year at minimum, really. Three-year safety net. We got three years to see if this works out. Probably four. And because you want to see it work out, you want to see it bear fruit, you know, excuses get made, sure. Hey, you know, he doesn't have the right kind of play caller. Oh, he needs more around him. Mm -hmm. You know, he just needs more experience, needs a better OC, whatever. You know, it just – I think it gives fans a chance around here who have just been constantly let down, a chance to just kind of sit back, exhale – and just enjoy watching something someone new right from the start. I, I could be wrong, but right. that's that's kind of been my read on it for a while now. Well, you can you can let us know at the rammelsle.com text Why do you not have that same view if you sign a Sam Darnold who is a third overall player taken? Cuz he's he's the used car. He's the used car that was once new but the moment you drive it off the lot it depreciates. He's depreciated. He's just not, he doesn't have that new car smell anymore. What if you get some new car spell, uh, smell spray? Do they have that? And you just squirt it all over him and then the introduce same. him. It's not the same. It's not the same. What if you give a warranty? It's not the same. I could dig a dump in a box and mark it guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm it, just kind of curious. That's It, did, it does, it. It really does because when you hear when you read Will's article, it just kind of comes across that way. Like, look, you just gotta pick one, just to give the fans some reason to be excited. With absolutely no nothing, nothing about his article is like you know this is the way to go. This is the this this is the path to success. It's just you gotta just do it. (laughs) I don't know. Do other people feel that way? I just don't know. I don't. I guess just a football guy in me, that doesn't make any sense to me. But, I mean, I understand why people want it, I guess. Coming up, we got the uh, morning brew. It was media night at the uh, Super Bowl yesterday. We'll hear from uh, Patrick Mahomes and Christian McCaffrey. Big Christian McCaffrey fan this week. Every week, but definitely this week. That's coming up next. It's time for your morning brew. Grab a cup of joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. Here's Schlereth and Evans. Avalanche back at work after a long 10-day uh, break. They open up a six-game, longest road trip of the season, in New York City at Madison Square Garden, and they lose to the Rangers, 2-1 to one in overtime. But uh, Jared Bednar didn't sound too Torn up about the
1: loss. It was tough to create some scoring chances at times, and then at other times the game really opened up and the goalies were spectacular. Um, pretty even played hockey game. Goes to overtime. Would like have liked to been able to grab the two points out of that, but I don't think we did enough after getting the lead to extend that lead or or make it tougher on I thought they actually got more jump as the game
0: went on, and we looked like we were a little bit tired. Hey, let's face it. Let's just break it down to what it is. When you're off that long, first game back, everybody coming back from different parts unknown, it's kind of a glorified preseason game. Yeah, I, you know, I mean... You still like to win it, well, and sure. And but. Gorgie played his ass off. I thought Gorgie was great. Both goalies were. They really were. They really were. Well, I tell you what, McKinnon had a goal, stepping over people. Well, he frankly. smells it now. He smells stuff. MVP. He knows. Oh yeah. He knows it's his to to win. His to lose. Do you think and he's, he's going for it? How much do you think it's? How much do you think he thinks about that? Or how much do you think he's like? Joker, Like, whatever. Whatever happens, happens. I'm just trying to win a championship. Do you think... Uh, I, 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 I genuinely get the sense that Joker's aware, but he... Like, Joker has... Joker's a little different. Like, he doesn't really... I don't yeah. really sense that he well, know, cares a ton. How about this? I don't think either one care as much as the, the average athlete might care about trying to win an MVP. Uh-huh. But they do care. And they are aware of it. And it is a, a source of pride. Mm-hmm. And it is a source of motivation. It is something they want. Okay. So I'm not. I think it'd be pretty naive to think that, that both these guys go about their business and never, ever think about the idea of, hey, it'd be pretty cool to be an MVP. And I'd like that. Yeah. It's not what defines them. It's not what drives. Right. Them. I think. See, I think it's secondary. It's secondary, right, it's, it's secondary right. to what I the think main goal it is. It would be far more important to McKinnon, who's never won one, than would it be more important for him to win his first or the Joker to win his third? I think well, it's McKinnon to win his first. Since McKinnon is is putting together a Hall of Fame career here, and 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 could go down as the greatest Av ever, mm-hmm. then yes. I, I think you would understand how important it is to have that part of your resume. Yeah. Next yeah. on the uh I'm sorry, we gonna say that? No no no, I just I was just kind of I was just kind of uh mulling in my mind. I, I gave you a hmm hmm. Yeah, I guess hmm. 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 Things that make you go, hmm Yeah, that's uh that's you know, that's me that's my mature voice. Like, hmm. Interesting. Super Bowl media night, Patrick Mahomes back there again how he uh, prepares for Super Bowls now compared to when he first started doing this.
1: The biggest way I've changed is just kind of knowing what to expect of the week. Um, I've obviously grown as a quarterback and as a leader and as a person, um, but being able to have a game plan for what the Super Bowl week entails um, and prepare myself to not play the Super Bowl before the Super Bowl game um, is something that I'm hoping I can use to my advantage. A
0: little bit more gravelly than usual. Yeah. Monday. It used to be media day used to be on Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. Now it's Monday the day. night. Yeah. They made they just made it a prime time. It's again this the you know. It's coming. Let's on. make it's, it a prime it time. Is, it is am- I covered my first Super Bowl back in uh well, it was your Super Bowl. Actually, my first ever Super Bowl was your Super Bowl in ninety one. Minnesota? I yeah. Uh, yeah. And um where I was dispensing justice on the best Super Bowl team in the history of Super Bowl? Yes. Aww. And boy, Media Day back then was a lot different. You yeah. had you had just newsmen there. Right. And then you'd have in the Downtown odd, Julie then Brown. Then you'd have the odd outlier, right. You know, somebody You're from MTV... Downtown Julie Yeah, Brown. somebody from MTV would show up, and that was kind of the first time. I was like, ooh, okay, well, that's that's a little different. And, you know, then it was just... Yeah. Genie was out of the bottle. Next on the Morning Brew, Christian McCaffrey. I'm ah, going to hear a lot from Christian McCaffrey this week on How Dad Ed... Was hard on him as a kid. Get we would get now. grounded for real if you got jersey tackled. Like I'm talking yeah. like seven, eight years old. If you got, jer- you know, you wear the big jerseys, yeah, you, you get grounded if you get jersey. Tack- oh, really? Tackled at least at it, seven, eight years, years old. Your Home grounded. Depot tape that double sided tape. I'm eight and double side tape my pads. This, is, you know, they didn't have the Velcro and double side tape my pads. I never got. I was running through everybody. No jersey tackles ever. You know, he would cut like certain slits in the pan to give you, like, more knee flexion, like, back in the day. At eight years old. doing, like, dynamic warm-ups, dude. No sodas. Bedtime, 7.30. Oh, yeah. Like, he would take... They would take our phone until I left for high school at, like, a time. He's gonna hate me for saying all this, <laughs> but it works. Wow. Ed Marinovich. <coughs> Man. Who knew Ed was such a... Wow. Jeez. Hard charger. Let, let your kid have a hamburger? Or... <laughs> Uh, that, Ed did that I stuff. I thought you were a psycho, Dad. Ed did that stuff too. Ed, oh, would, yeah. li- Ed would literally cut down his jock strap. You know how the, the bandwidth on the jock strap is about, I don't know, it's about like three inches yeah. wide around your yeah. like around your waist? Yeah. yeah. He'd cut it down like it was a G string for <laughs> less weight on his. That like, dude might have like been the most aerodynamic football player ever. <laughs> He did one thing. He did one thing that was, I thought was really cool. So, and a lot of guys do it. So, he would cut this like star pattern over his big toe. He cut the shoe out, just slice each so it made a star, but it went all the way through to the toe. That way, when you stopped on a route and your foot slid forward, your toe would actually have relief. It would come out of the top of the shoe a little bit not enough to so your whole toe hangs out but just so it would have relief and then he would sh- wear shoes that were a size too small why less, less weight oh jeez i'm not i'm not kidding you he cut out it's science he cut out all the like all the lining of his pants well he was like, like, like Where the, the first, knee pads would go he was he would, like the first one to like basically like he didn't even really wear shoulder pads no he had the little tiny you know like that i think ed I think Ed's little tiny shoulder pads, because that's end of what our shoulder pads start yeah. to look like as offensive yeah. linemen. Yeah. I think he was kind of the prototype. Yeah, I agree for the small shoulder. He may have created, you know, because we used to all wear huge shoulder pads, yeah. and then Ed, they like streamlined everything. Like he was barely covered, barely covered. But I can't yeah, wait barely. to give, I can't wait to bust his balls about Christian. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be great. <laughs> Let's get him on this week. Uh, That'd be be kind of fun. That'll do it for the uh, morning brew. Bring that to you each and every morning at 6.30. Mike Kliss joins us. The Broncos lost an assistant coach yesterday. Who and why next? Getting you set for the big game in Las Vegas. Here's Schlereth and Evans, presented by Smart Union Local Nine Sheet Metal Workers. Getting ready to head out to Las Vegas is our nine news Bronco Insider Mike Cliss. He is presented by Fitness Gallery. Mikey, excited. How many Super Bowls will this be for you?
1: Uh, I don't know. Uh, that's a that's a good question. I I guess I twenty. Let's say, I did go to the last one for Elway, so twenty one maybe okay. something like that. Okay, okay, and um, you know I'm old enough to where I've uh, I've watched them all. I watched the very first one uh, on TV, the Packers against the Chiefs. So, I can say I've watched all 58. They uh,
0: lost. Let's get to some Broncos news. Uh, Broncos uh, TV coach uh, Christian Parker headed to Philadelphia. Can you explain what went into this move and why the Broncos didn't block it?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, generally speaking, um, I I just think uh, maybe that after – you know, this last year with, with Vance Joseph and Sean Payton, uh, you know, there, there wasn't maybe a fit. And, uh, they, you know, he's going to get – I think he's going to get maybe a – he's still going to be a DB coach for uh, the Eagles, but uh, he might get a trumped-up title like passing game coordinator something like that. And so it is a better opportunity for him. He gets to work with uh, Vic Fangio, hired him in the first place for the Broncos. And uh, Sean Payton um, just decided to not get in the way of his uh, opportunity here. So he's a good coach. He's in, he was in a little bit of demand this offseason, Christian Parker. He's only 32 years old. He interviewed for two D.C. jobs. Um, a lot of people thought he would get that Green Bay job. Uh, but then uh, Matt LaFleur went to, to the college ranks uh, to get the Boston College uh, head coach which is an interesting hire. But um, Christian Parker is going to be a head coach someday. And uh, this is kind of a a little step, a a small step, but still a step in the right direction for him. Hey, you know, the Senior Bowl
0: went on this weekend, Saturday, and um, there was a a lot made here locally that George Payton wasn't involved or wasn't down at the Senior Bowl. Is that something that you you look at kind of side-eyed? Is there a... Is there a reason that didn't happen? Is that something he usually does? It just it just felt like that's a, a place where George Payton normally would be.
1: Yeah, he's been there before, and he's not been there um, as the general manager for the Broncos. I don't think he went there last year either. Um, you know, I, I don't. Uh, not all the quarterbacks were there. I, I think Penix and and Bo Nix were the, were the two that were there. I'm I'm sure they've got. Uh, enough, enough film and, and all that. They're going to, they're going to talk to those guys. Coffee, sir? Yes, sir. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Sorry guys. I was trying to avoid that. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, they, you know, I, from what I understand they had a lot of, uh, you know, internal evaluation of the roster. Um, it wasn't good enough. They were eight and nine. And so they've got some free agents. They've got this salary cap situation with Russ. they got to figure out. And so I think they really did a deep dive on their own roster here um, during this time. And they decided for George to stay back with uh, Sean Payton. Now, Darren Muji went down there, Brian Stark, uh, the new guy that they just hired from the Saints, um, Rager. And so... um, you know they had, and they had all kinds of other scouts down there too, but the the coaches and the uh, and the and George uh, stayed back here to really pour over their own roster.
0: Visit with Mike Cliss at the airport, getting ready to fly out to uh, Vegas to cover Super Bowl week. Mike, is there any smoke at all surrounding this uh, idea that the Broncos aggressively are looking to trade up all the way into the top three to get a quarterback?
1: You know, I don't. I don't think they've. I really think that's premature. Um, you know, I, I I think that maybe was. Uh, who knows how that gets spread around at the Senior Bowl? One guy talks, the other guy talks. They say, I know Sean Payton. He ain't going to sit there at twelve, and um, it gets spread around like that. I know this. would be difficult for them to go from twelve to one. Or twelve to two, wherever you know it works out with uh, what the Bears wind up doing. Uh, I just don't see that they have the ammunition to uh, make a deal like that. I could be wrong, but uh, that would be that would be really tough for them uh, to go from twelve to one. What about at twelve?
0: I mean, you see them taking a the quarterback there? Do you see them pushing back? What, what, uh, is there? I know it's early, but
1: yeah. Yeah, it, it is. I, you know, there's so many things you have to figure out. Um, yeah, quarterback is, is you know, going to be on the board for him. But, um, and they're going to do their due diligence on all those quarterbacks. Bo, you know, who will be there, Kyle McCarthy, Bo Nix, and uh, Michael Penix. Those are the three. They got a chance to be there at number 12. But, you know, for instance, before you even get to the number 12 pack uh, pick, there's going to be so much that they do with their own roster. Do they, you know, Garrett Bowles, for instance, has 16 million non-guaranteed. That's pretty good price for a top 10 tackle, offensive tackle. Um, real good price. You know, those guys are starting to make 25 million a year now. Um, so do you keep Bowles one more year or is he one of the uh, Russ cap casualties? And if you do, The first round has six, uh, from what I understand, the first round has six or seven offensive tackles. And so, you know, that's a a possibility. They need all kinds of juice at skill positions, receiver, running back. um, Tight end, you need a tight end, but you wouldn't go first round there. Um, I think they go offense number 12, and I know there's been a lot of mock drafts having them taking a cornerback, and they need one of those, but I think the priority is going to be offense. All off season, Sean Payton wasn't happy with his offense. Quite obviously, with what happened with Russ, and so um, you know, I, I I don't know about quarterback. I do, I, I am fairly confident they're going offense with that number twelve pick. You can follow Mike Cliss
0: throughout the week at the Super Bowl. All his coverage, of course, at Nine News. Also on Twitter, his new Twitter handle at Mike Cliss Nine News. Hopefully everybody has uh, found you uh, and, and and rediscovered yeah. you Mike. So
1: there yeah. you go. Not 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 yet. I'm, I I got off to a nice start and it's kind of stalled up, uh but I appreciate I appreciate the plug. I yeah. appreciate you guys. Well, we appreciate yeah. you. Safe travels Mike. We'll talk to you again next week. See you guys. Mike Kliss
0: at Mike Cliss 9 News. Follow him on Twitter on X. <laughs> We've got uh, four down territory coming up. The uh, Avalanche lose. We'll hear from Jared Bednar, and we'll hear from, remember him, Randy Gregory? Oh, yeah. In position to get a Super Bowl ring. Our Andrew Mason talked to him. What do they say? What they talk about here next?